0: This is Know What I Heard, I'm Jamie, and this is episode 9 of Tidbits, where Monique and I talk about just offbeat, silly, different news stories, stuff that's not making major headlines but worth having a good laugh over. Um, And this week I wanted to give a shout out to my friend Lisa Mathis, who is one of the nicest people that I've ever met. She's also a huge supporter of Know What I Heard. I know that you try to listen at work, Lisa, so I apologize for all of the cussing. Um But thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to me and I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody else that's been listening and uh, I hope that you guys enjoy these tidbits. So here we go. So first story week nine tidbits season one on know what I heard. Here we go. China's Aviation Authority released new COVID guidelines that actually suggest that flight attendants wear diapers to avoid having to use the lavatories while in flight. (laughs) Yeah. When a diaper is more sanitary than relieving yourself in a toilet, there is a problem. I mean, everybody knows that they're disgusting. I will hold pee as long as I can on a flight to avoid using them. Went to France
1: and I held it until it was time to get to Charles de Gaulle because I wasn't going in the plane. It just wasn't happening.
0: They're offering these new suggestions uh, for hygiene practices to prevent crew members from contacting coronavirus. And the reason they're doing this is because a woman that was flying from Italy to South Korea contracted covid like sometime during her trip and when investigators were looking into it they said that the lavatory on the plane was the only time that she took her mask off and so that is possibly where she contracted it so that kind of sparked all of this like just just pee in your pants guys
1: maybe Maybe not. Probably not. I don't. This sounds odd. I mean, how how unsanitary are you being in this this laboratory? Can't the the, the flight attendants just yeah, wash their hands? Maybe somebody clean the restrooms a little more thoroughly between people. I don't know, but I feel like there's something better than wear a diaper.
0: Yeah, and it's not like they're going there's in there like. Oh, i've got to take off this mask and touch everything in here and just rub my face on every you know i i don't understand why it's any different than being on the rest of the plane with these people <laughs>
1: right. exactly like if they had covid in the bathroom they have covid in the aisles you know what i mean guess what
0: they drink out of their covid cup that you just picked up and their yeah. covid pretzels that you picked up the wrapper
1: I mean, are they wearing booties and gloves and masks?
0: Or I doubt it. why don't they designate, like, folks only... We can only use the lavatory in the back and have one designated just for crew. For the flight attendant, right? Here's the crew restroom. Y'all don't touch this shit. Yeah. And that's it. I don't know what outfits this airline wears, but my mind immediately goes to Southwest, where they wear khakis which probably wouldn't be very diaper friendly. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I got my mom jeans here. I got my poise pads and my mom jeans. <laughs> my poise pads, but I mean, it would have to be like a legit diaper because I mean, it, you can tell when a kid's got like a, f- a full diaper. Oh, but, um, if if they're like, would you like some pretzels? No, thanks. No, thank you. I'm good. Or, like, what if they what if they had to poop and they're just walking around with shit in their pants?
1: I think you'd know it.
0: Yeah. You can tell when the two-year-old has shat himself. Exactly. Why
1: wouldn't you tell when the 45-year-old shat themselves? Yeah, it'd
0: be like, it looks like you sat on a football and it's coming out of the back of your pants. <laughs> uh. um. And how would you like to be, get off the plane and have to run To the bathroom, put yourself on the diaper-changing station and change your own diaper. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, ma'am. I
1: know we're in the family restroom.
0: I just need to get to the koala care station, (laughs) or whatever those are fucking called. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, there is a precious little stuffed koala on the shelf behind me because... Last week on Ted Bets, we talked about a <laughs> um, we talked about an Australian family that found a koala chilling in their Christmas tree, and I said koalas can surprise me anywhere. They could be in my underwear drawer, the back of my car, whatever. And then earlier tonight, I found a stuffed koala in my underwear drawer, courtesy of my wife. So thank you, honey. And I can see it, and it's very cute, and it's better yeah. than looking at Jamie's face yeah that's true
1: she knows yeah i mean I, don't I mean know. koalas are cuter than everyone so it doesn't matter i mean that's not like an insult that's saying a koala is cuter yeah i mean that's it's
0: always going to be the truth yeah i mean you could have <clears throat> you could have probably said it like that instead of <laughs> the other way but that's i mean it's fine it's fine i get it
1: i'm just i'm just picturing the flight attendant like <laughs> after having shot themselves walking down the aisle Like, trying to, like, not squeeze their butt cheeks together and walking, like, kind of on their tippy toes a little bit, but not, (laughs) you know?
0: Well, the problem would be if, like, what if you had to do a water landing? She'd have to, like, switch into little (laughs) swimmers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You are so true. true. I have another story from China. Masters... Of the Iron Crotch Kung Fu are trying to preserve their tradition in China.
1: Iron Crotch Kung Fu? Iron Crotch Kung Fu. I have not heard of Iron Crotch Kung Fu.
0: Just saying. Well, it's a real thing, but it's a very unique form of martial arts that has a technique that involves just basically taking... Randomly kicking people into the bo- in the balls? Or oh, into the crotch. In yes, general? but like major impacts to a man's genitalia. Yeah. This particular village that it is kind of the pocket of this type of kung fu. <laughs> Sadistic China. Because of the the numbers of people doing this specific type of kung fu, they're worried that it's gonna just basically kind of die out so they've been trying to recruit new people to do it and so as a means of trying to promote this type of kung fu and bring new people in they created this it's a six foot 88 pound steel plate capped log that swings and they just stand there and get nailed in the jimmy And the mastery of this type of kung fu is gained by taking hits to the body's weakest points. So there's also iron throat kung fu. There's iron head, iron chest, iron back. And you just like take Mm. blows to these areas. And I
1: remember one specifically where somebody would stand and just like hold their their, their
0: um, stomach muscles and mm-hmm. their abdomen and they would just hold it tight and, and that would – a log would come out and, and just crack them. It's kind of been this secretive thing but they've really been trying to promote it and so they created the swinging log nut cruncher, you know, to – try and promote the style of kung fu because previously they had just used just real basic shit like getting kicked or punched or using bricks and sticks to hit each other in the ding-dongs. Now they Yeah, so it was like, kill Bill, now it's like kick Bill in the nuts. They're like, hey, hey, young fellas, looking for something cool to do this weekend? Check this out. That's their tactic to bring in recruits. I mean iron iron chest and iron back, I can those don't seem as bad, but iron Yeah, they're like oh, although iron chest,
1: I mean, give me a break, that's where your heart is, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like Ugh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but there's also Iron Head Like if they're using the same tools as this shit, like who's that bloody lump on the floor? Oh, that's his first day one of the the masters that was talked about in this um this article he's like once you master it you feel great i'm like oh yeah i'm sure that that log smacking you in the junk feels great no matter how many times you've done it you
1: realize that that's junk smashing fetishists right i mean that's really what this is there are not any normal (laughs) i can't imagine there's any regular people who are like yeah totally like smash my junk with a giant pole that's cool no i'd imagine that like oh my god i would love it for somebody to smash my junk with a giant pole and that's the guy that's like yeah i'm in <laughs> and fine whatever take hey, his own pole. that's awesome bro
0: mm-hmm.
1: but come on dude chances are that's the guy that wants
0: to get whacked in the junk with a giant iron pole yeah you know who doesn't though yeah. sophia bush
1: <laughs> Sophia Bush probably does not want to get an iron pole in the jungle. Probably
0: not. Nope. I imagine she does not. <laughs> so, sh- can I explain the Sophia Bush thing real quick?
1: Please do to anyone who just heard that.
0: <laughs> so, I really like Sophia Bush. She's kind of like my, my inspiration for life. I think she's very smart and very funny and very involved with a lot of organizations and different things and i really love her podcast work in progress and i was telling monique about it one night but i was like bringing her up so much in that conversation that then i just started incorporating her into other things just like yeah you know sophia bush literally any
1: conversation we would have and sophia bush like she would send me a regular a random text message with and oh by the way sophia yeah
0: so that's where that comes from and probably expect more of it because it,
1: chances it, are now it's, it's part of this. It's podcast funny.
0: Well. It's funny. Maybe so just she, to us. Sophia but. Bush,
1: she is going to be the star of
0: more than one <laughs> podcast. I'm just saying. Next up, I can't wait to hear it. Marietta, Pennsylvania, has been overrun by hundreds of black vultures. Okay. In a city or a town, you don't generally have a lot just hanging around in a town. So they typically migrate, but because of climate change, they've been forced to stay like in the north in the northeast longer than they normally would. And these bitches can grow up to be two feet long and they've been tearing apart roofs and they've destroyed like trash cans looking for food and stuff. And so they're just like wreaking havoc on this town. Their poop is capable of killing plants and trees and can carry diseases like salmonella and encephalitis. So. Encephalite? Okay. You're like salmonella and encephalitis. Yeah. That's a lot. Two of my favorites. Then, on top of that, these birds' vomit is really corrosive. So it can like destroy stuff that they're vomiting on. And. It was compared to the smell of a thousand rotting corpses.
1: Now, oh <laughs> if it was the smell of
0: one rotting corpse, that
1: would... That's bad Yeah, enough.
0: but a thousand...
1: A thousand rotting corpses.
0: But they I guess they're just, like, kind of all over, and they're just, like, shitting on everything, and puking, and so it's, like, stinky. So they basically... It's like a nasty, breathed bird that shits battery acid. Pretty much, yes. Fuck. And so they're also a threat, like, to people's pets, you know, and to, to small livestock, like baby goats and, you know, different things that, like, they've been known yeah. to take off with these, like, smaller animals and... It's a fucking destructive as Yeah. And the problem is, so, like, people are trying to get creative, like, with ways to kind of deter these birds from coming close to their house and and different things because black vultures are a federally protected species that can't be trapped or killed without a permit um and if you did it could be a fine up to fifteen thousand dollars and up to six months in prison and so they're not like endangered or anything so there's actually like council people who are like okay can we make an exception to the Yeah, yeah Like, we're having an issue
1: with these birds. Can we just, like, we don't want to Alfred Hitchcock this shit. Can we just, like... We
0: just have one short hunting season. Just one real quick, quick one. It'll be fine. We'll see what happens. I hope that they get some relief. Or maybe, maybe these guys have started to head south. I don't know. But anyway, I'm sorry, folks in Marietta. I hope there's some end in sight for your bird problem. Good luck. Godspeed. So, last little story is just something that, mid-pandemic, I thought was just a really great story. There's a Dairy Queen in Minnesota, and they had a pay-it-forward chain of over 900 cars. Yes, that's right, and it lasted for three days. So it started at at their lunch rush on a Thursday and ended Saturday evening. And basically just one guy was like, hey, I want to go ahead and pay for mine and pay for the car behind me. And it just started this, this huge chain. And everybody was sharing it on social media. And all these cars, you know, got involved. And people, even if they weren't coming out to go through the drive through and get food, they had people calling in. Like, asking to put money on gift cards. So if somebody couldn't pay for the family behind them or whatever, they were covering that amount. Because, I mean, it's like one person orders a dilly bar, and then they have to pay for a family of eight. Like, not everybody's got, you know, the money. not everybody's capable of doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just – I read a meme about somebody talking – talking smack about people doing it at Starbucks or whatever. And they're like, oh, it's, you know, people who are capable doing it for other people who are capable and blah, 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 because it's at Starbucks. But it doesn't matter. For me, to me, it doesn't matter where you're trying to do good. If you're trying to do good and you're putting that positive energy out into the world, then that's going to help someone else, regardless of whether or not that person is well off or if that person is poor. Right. So the idea that anybody's
0: doing something good should be praised. And I mean, and, and paying it forward doesn't even mean it has to be money. You know, it's just like right. offer a well. service, help someone move, help a neighbor, help do a errand for somebody. It doesn't matter. Like you can donate your time and that doesn't cost a penny. So so just that positive energy putting that out into the world and it yeah.
1: regardless of how you do that, however you're capable of doing that, that's that's awesome. That's it doesn't have to be money.
0: More than ever, I think that things like this are inspiring because it's it's what we can do right now to be socially distanced, to be safe and to continue doing things for other people and yes. There's just a lot of talk about with all of us being in isolation for so long that it's kind of changing people's mentalities and making people be more generous and nicer. And I think mm-hmm. this is just, like, a huge indicator of that. Like, 900 cars. That's incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. So it, it really it's is. It's just, like, a really cool thing. And so the fact that the community just, like, went, like, balls in and, and supported mm-hmm. it was just really cool. So... I hope that that like inspires other people to do other just nice things for people, whatever whatever that may be. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, and that on a high note. Are you ready? This week in history. Oh, oh, you are ready. I was wait 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 wait. Sorry. Uh, So you are ready. You're (laughs) ready. I guess I don't even need to ask.
1: I am fucking prepared for this week in history. Yeah.
0: Okay. And go. December 17th of 1892, the first issue of Vogue magazine was published. Wow. 1892.
1: That's the same year that that Lizzie Gordon took an axe and gave her brother 40 wax. That was the
0: same year. August of 1892. So, cool. Well, maybe that story made it into the first issue of Vogue. Possible. Ten Ways to Not Kill Your Parents with an Axe. Take this quiz. There was a song. It was called You Can't Chop Your Papa Up in Massachusetts. Really? Anyway, that
1: was a thing. Well,
0: that's... Um, I'm sorry,
1: Vogue. Fucked
0: up. Um, That was it. This is a story that I did not know. On December 13th, 1931, Winston Churchill was hit by a cab in New York City. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. Really? He at the time was not prime minister. But he was obviously very well known. So he was walking across Fifth Avenue, New York City, and was hit by a cab because he forgot that American traffic goes the opposite opposite direction direction of what he's used to. So he had like a pretty serious scalp wound and cracked ribs and was taken to the hospital and later told the police and whatever the the accident was entirely entirely my fault (laughs) like i'm sure that's kind of how it went and so but he was concerned that the driver of the cab would be blamed and have like issues and everything so he actually arranged for the cab driver to meet him and they had tea and gave him like in a fireside yeah (laughs) listen my bad but he met up with the guy and was just like no worries, no worries, dude. And uh, my final this week in history is on December fifteenth, nineteen eighty eight. James Brown, the Godfather of Soul, began his prison sentence in South Carolina. I remember the um the the uh, police photo. Yeah, like his mugshot. Like I I remember yeah. him. Get up! I get, get up! My... Get <laughs> up! You've seen his mugshot all over the place and I kind of like Mm -hmm. remember that, but I didn't really know what happened. And so I was like, hmm, let me do some investigative work. And you are an investigative reporter at heart. Yes. Too. So, yeah, I'm pretty good at looking at stuff and writing it down and repeating it (laughs) on. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Yeah. It's really Mm. rewarding. Um. So on September 24th of that year, he went into an insurance seminar in Augusta, Georgia with a shotgun and a pistol and ordered everybody to leave. Then he okay. he drove off in a pickup and tried to outrun police. They chased him into South Carolina, back into Georgia. Police shut out his tires and he drove on the rims until he ended up just kind of crashing into a ditch. So that was what did him in. But earlier that year, he had been charged with carrying a pistol, his favorite thing, I guess, and possession of PCP. Good Lord. Yeah. And he was sentenced to six years and six months in prison for failing to stop for a police officer and aggravated assault. But he kept James Brown in prison. Yeah. I thought, because I just... Whenever I see the mugshot, I just thought maybe he was like arrested for drunk driving and it was released. I didn't know he was like <laughs> in prison. So he yeah. he went from the Godfather of soul to the Godfather of cell block B.
1: Oh, get a pump of
0: that thing. <clears throat> yeah. But, <sighs> so, but his wife was like, he's on medication. He's acting funny. I'm like, or he is known to do PCP, which makes you do some crazy fucking Great. shit. Get out of here. When he was released from prison, he still performed and stuff. like. Yeah, no kidding. You know that he was, like,
1: the ruler of Salt Rock B. Well, yeah. You know, you'd be like, well, I'm James Brown, bitch. He's the godfather, man. I'm coming over here. I'm gonna do some... I'm gonna do some splits. I'm gonna
0: dance. <laughs> I'm gonna do splits and then pop up. Ooh. Yeah, pop do a spin. Ooh. Yeah. Can you imagine how great he would've danced on PCP? Some shit.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: It would've been, like, Parkour meets (laughs) parkour (laughs) like break dancing. Oh man. I wish I could go back in time and be like, Mr. Brown, excuse me, Mr. Brown, I have some PCP here. Dance for me. If
1: you if you could dance a little bit. I knew a
0: man James Brown and he danced for me. (laughs) (laughs) On PCP. (laughs) PCP.
1: Love it. That's really good. <laughs> wow.
0: So that's it for this week in history. I do have a what? what? I was like, hey, why are drain pipes curved? Like on your toilet, under your sinks? You know how it makes the U? To be a catch-all? Well, there's a couple reasons. It's the shape of a U. But that curved section is called the P-trap because not only does it trap your P sometimes, Mm. also, if you turn your head to the side, it looks like a capital P coming out from the wall. So it's called the P-trap. Okay. So because of that shape, it kind of blocks big things from going down because it's easier to replace or empty the P-trap Versus having someone come out and have to, like, deal with your whole sewage system. So it it's just kind of a money saver right there. It helps prevent major damage. But the main thing that it does is it stops the escape of sewer gas from deeper in the sewer system from coming back up into the drain and into okay. your home, basically. So what happens okay. is... Interesting. The... The sewer gas tends to rise, which means it'll try to rise back up, you know, through the pipes into your house, which will stink to all hell. And so it's, yeah, it's definitely the P trap is designed so that, like, whenever you run water a little bit of water stays in that curved part which blocks the gases from coming back up so there's always just a little bit of water in there and it keeps your house from smelling like shit so thank you p-trap. yeah and so that's why if you ever notice that like if you have a a bathroom in like a guest bath or a part of the house or something that you can smell a little bit of that sewer smell it means that the water in the p-trap is probably evaporated and so all you have to do is just run more water down the drain and problem solved so essentially flush more because nobody's been in that area yeah probably. so if there's like a building that's been empty or something like you yeah. probably just want to run a little bit of water a little more water in the p-trap and you're good to go so sweet that's that so thank you for your insight
1: for teaching us about the p-trap and how to handle them if they start to smell thank you
0: You are a real American hero. I tell you this every day. An answer and a tip. All in one. Tip in the 10 bits. Tip bits. So, that's it. That's all I got. I mean, what more is there to say? I hope you laughed. I hope you learned. I did. And I hope that you're inspired to do something nice for someone. Pay it forward, bitches. Yeah. Pay it backward. Pay it forward. Pay it however you need to pay Pay it up. Pay it down. I don't care. Just pay it. For sure. Pay. So, thank you. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Toodaloo. Thank you guys so much for listening to Know What I Heard. I appreciate it so much. I hope that you're enjoying these Tidbits episodes. I promise that there are some really cool longer episodes that are coming up. It's been a little bit hard to schedule some things with the holidays, but there's some really cool stuff coming up that I am super excited about. So sit tight for those. If you guys do have any questions or comments show ideas anything at all feel free to send me an email at know what I heard at gmail.com you can also send a message through the facebook page which is know what i heard podcast make sure that you like the page as well you can also find us on instagram and twitter Also, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's how we get new listeners and are going to be able to keep doing the podcast. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I hope you have a wonderful holiday, whatever you're celebrating. And until next time, hey, know what I heard?